0: The sense is that the Big Ten has enough information to prove that Michigan broke its sportsmanship policy by illegally stealing signs.
1: Tony Petiti, the commissioner, and he's only been on the job a short period of time, is in one of the most unique and perilous positions I have ever seen a college administrator in. The Michigan Wolverines should be banned from the college football playoffs until the investigation is complete. He literally uh, is trying to avoid a civil war within his own league. And he's not also going to be bullied, Greeny. Mark Slabaugh, as a guy who's been reporting on this Michigan sign-stealing story
0: for weeks, I gotta ask, man, how are you holding up? I'm holding up well. Uh, I've been through a a few of these rodeos over the years, in the last two or three decades. But um, this one has been wild. This one has at a little bit of everything. One source told ESPN that Michigan is not bringing a knife to a gunfight on this. We're ready to bring a lot of dirty laundry to this party if you aren't careful with your action. Harbaugh should be suspended immediately for the remainder
1: of the regular season. You do not get to go to the college football playoff and rob potentially another institution from getting one of those final four spots. There's a stench around Jim Harbaugh right now. I mean, everywhere he goes, it smells. Uh, Everywhere he goes, it, it, it taints the process. You know, for all those twists and turns, the tidbits we've learned, we're talking about vacuum cleaners on dusty back porches. Which one has struck you as the most surprising?
0: Other than the vacuum cleaners, probably the fact that uh, Connor Stallions, the, the former Michigan analyst who was the alleged ringleader of the entire conspiracy, was at a Central Michigan game against Michigan State wearing Central Michigan issued gear. Uh, wearing a disguise and a particular set of sunglasses at night that seemed to light up at certain times during a football game. That's probably the uh, the most interesting thing that's happened.
1: And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Tomorrow... Michigan faces its biggest test of the season so far as they travel to Happy Valley to take on 10th-ranked Penn State. But the Nittany Lions, nor any of the remaining opponents on the schedule, aren't the biggest threat to the Wolverines' national championship hopes. Because as of right now, that honor goes to the storm brewing over the team's alleged sign-stealing scheme. So today, our Mark Schlebaugh is here to untangle a complicated web of developments and discern how severe the consequences in Ann Arbor are likely to be. I'm Clinton Yates, kiddos. It's Friday, November 10th. This is ESPN Daily. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Mark. This sign-stealing scheme at Michigan first came to light a little more than a month ago. This is our first deep dive into it in the ESPN Daily space, and there's a lot to discuss. All week, we've been expecting the Big Ten to announce some kind of punishment for Michigan and head coach Jim Harbaugh. That has yet to happen as of Thursday night, but there have been a lot of developments over these past few weeks. So let's get everybody on the same page, a little recap going to start. How did anyone become aware of Michigan sign stealing in the first place and who initially uncovered this scheme?
0: There was an investigative firm that that has remained unnamed uh, who was hired by someone or, or something that uh, went to the NCAA about three weeks ago and said that they had access files from computer drives that Michigan coaches had access to that um, revealed that, that Michigan or, or someone from Michigan had been improperly scouting opponents in person and compiling files of, of those signs and plays and that the investigative firm presented this information to the NCA, and the NCAA in turn took it to the Big Ten, which felt it was serious enough and provided enough of an imbalance in fairness on the field to contact uh, some of Michigan's future opponents to, to make them aware of it. All right, I come from the baseball
1: world where if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And in general, this feels very small potatoesy to the average sports fan, never mind college football fan. What exactly are the rules in terms of the NCAA about sign stealing?
0: You can steal signs and and during games. There are guys, you know, off field analysts who stand on the sidelines at stadiums across the country and their sole job is to steal signs from the opponent to pick up any nuance or, or anything they can to get a competitive advantage. But back in uh, 1994, the NCA banned off-campus scouting in a cost-saving measure because the have-nots of, of the college football couldn't keep up with the haves when it came to spending money to to fly coaches around the country to scout opponents. So to even the playing field, the NCA banned off-campus scouting, and it's also illegal under NCA rules to use video equipment or audio to record signs, Michigan accused of of doing both of those.
1: So Bill Belichick, not going back to the college game anytime soon from what I understand. Okay. The name we've all been hearing, the Michigan staffer at the center of all of this is, of course, Connor Stallions. He's emerged as quite the character to say the very
0: least. Please do introduce him to us and what his actual role with the team was. He is a uh, Michigan native. Both his parents were Michigan graduates. Uh, They are educators high school educators in the state of Michigan. He started coaching when he was back in high school. I think he was an assistant coach on his father's middle school team. Decided he wanted to become a coach. Did a lot of studying and homework and uh, figured out that great coaches of our generation, Bobby Knight, Mike Krzyzewski, Bear Bryant, and others had a military background. So he applied to the U.S. Naval Academy, was accepted, attended Navy, immediately became involved with the midshipman football team as a a student assistant. Spent four years there, but at the same time remained a diehard Michigan football fan. At some point he started flying back and forth to Ann Arbor, Michigan to uh, become a volunteer assistant coach with the Wolverines. And eventually Jim Harbaugh hired him as a full-time off-field analyst. I believe it was in May, 2022. You know, sources have told us that his sole job duty was stealing signs, and he seemed to be pretty good at it.
1: Getting a little deeper into the actual chalk talk, what have we learned about how this scheme worked, and what exactly was Stalin's system
0: for learning all of these different signs? Pete Thamel and I reported a couple of weeks ago, I guess, that he had purchased tickets in his own name to games at 12 of the 13 other schools. He had um, purchased tickets to games at schools outside the Big Ten, that involve teams that that might be college football playoff contenders. I've talked to athletic officials at at other Big Ten schools who told me that he appeared to immediately forward those tickets to someone else. Uh, We know that that they were sent to at least three people in different parts of the country. Those people attended the games. One school went as far as to retrieve in-stadium surveillance video which showed a person sitting in the seat in which Stallions had purchased the ticket recording the game with his cell phone camera for much of the game. So that was kind of how the quote-unquote scheme worked. So to be clear, he was farming out the
1: duties. He was doing them himself. How does that overlap with that goofy scene we saw in the Central Michigan sideline earlier this year?
0: Yeah, so look, he had a role during Michigan games. He, he stood next to Jesse Minner, the defensive coordinator, Don Brown, the former defensive coordinator during games. He would look across the field at the signals and, and tell them presumably what was coming. So he couldn't be in two places at once. Not sure how he located these people, but you know for the most part, from what we've gathered, 99% of the time he was sending the tickets to somebody else to scout the games.
1: But for those who don't know, The Central Michigan Chippewas, directional Michigan as I like to call them as I went to Miami of Ohio, a Mac school, so I got to get that out there. They had a guy on the sidelines in what was effectively a Groucho Marx costume scouting and or stealing signs to the naked eye. What was actually going on for those of us who are not in the business of paying attention to mid-American conference
0: football? It was a game at, uh, at Michigan State back on September 1st, both teams opener, and once these allegations came out, I think schools across the country and Twitter sleuths, people started going back, watching games, and, and somebody noticed this guy standing on the Central Michigan sideline who looked a hell of a lot like Connor Stallions, wearing Central Michigan-issued gear, uh, wearing a hat and sunglasses during a night game. It looked a lot like Connor Stallions. And I went as far as contacting a facial recognition expert AI, from Michigan State University. And I sent him the photo of the gentleman wearing the CMU gear on the sideline and then sent him a photo of Connor Stallions wearing Michigan gear on the sidelines during a Michigan game. He ran that through a uh, facial recognition system. And on a scale of 0 to 1, it came out to a 0.6. He said it would be higher if not for the disguise, But he was very confident that they were one and the same.
1: You know, as the story has developed, we've heard a lot of other things that I think a lot of people who consider themselves football fans are not sure is normal as part of the process, such as Big Ten coaches being really upset about this and calling for meetings for something to be done. How would you characterize what's been said, both in public and in private, as far as your reporting goes, about that behind the scenes aspect of this? Other schools saying, hey, what's going on here?
0: Across the board in the Big Ten, there's outrage. Illinois coach Brett Bielema came out Thursday and called the allegations sickening. You know, I think everybody accepts that sign stealing is a part of college football and it's gone on forever, but everybody says Michigan crossed the line. That when you had people going to opposing stadiums and recording signs and sending them back to Michigan, that they'd crossed the the gray area and um, did what you're not allowed to do.
1: Yeah, but if this is such a gray area, I mean, who's to say what's in the black versus the white? I mean, how does that even get determined as far as a literal group getting together and saying this isn't okay? I mean, I, look, I'm not going to sit here and say that anybody's trying to get Michigan specifically. But if the
0: gray area is so big, how do you determine when one leaves it? Yeah, I mean, that's a question for the NCAA to answer. But, I mean, look, <laughs> you said you're not going to say that the NCAA is out to get Michigan, but how do we know the NCAA is not out to get Michigan because Michigan was already under NCAA investigation for illegal recruiting contacts during the COVID-19 period. The Cardinal sins when it comes to NCAA enforcement is academic fraud and not being forthcoming or lying to NCAA investigators. And the NCAA says Jim Harbaugh wasn't truthful with them, which is why Michigan self-imposed the three-game penalty at the start of the season. It should be noted that the NCA Committee on Infractions did not accept those penalties. We don't know if they want more severe penalties down the road when the case is finally adjudicated, probably a decade from now. But um, when you lie to the NCA and the NCA is presented with so-called evidence that suggests you broke more rules, I would think the NCA enforcement staff is going to come after you pretty hard.
1: Do you think there's anything to the timing of this That affects their ability to make a decision. We're in season. They're having a good year. It's coming up on rivalry games and such and such. How do you think that affects what the NCAA's decision-making process is in terms of any of this?
0: I don't think it matters when it comes to the NCAA because the NCAA enforcement process operates at such a glacial rate that we're not going to hear anything until the middle of next summer at the earliest. I think the average time span for the beginning of an investigation to penalties being levied is about two and a half years, give or take 20. I mean, it's it, it takes forever. But the question is, does the Big Ten step in? Does Commissioner Tony Petiti, he's only been on the job for a few months, does he level some punishment under the conference's sportsmanship policy? Look, he's got 13 other schools screaming at him, saying Michigan's cheating, it's not a level playing field, we're at a disadvantage, you got to do something about it. And then Michigan's turning around and saying, look, you got to give us due process. If anybody else was in our shoes, they would want the, the full facts to come out and a investigation to be completed. I mean, it stunned me when Michigan's response to the, to the Big Ten was leaked, and you find out that nobody's even talked to Harbaugh or any of his assistant coaches about this.
1: Coming up, we'll take a deeper dive into what the maize and blue are trying to do to fight back against the allegations. Delicious meat, nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you, like me, are on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom. All right, Mark. When we left off, you mentioned in the process of the Wolverines trying to defend themselves, somehow, some way, nobody had talked to the head coach Jim Harbaugh. How does that happen?
0: Believe it or not, the uh, NCAA investigation is in its infancy. Uh, we know investigators were on campus a couple of weeks ago. They sought access to Connor Stallion's laptop. Um, they have looked at other files, but in most NCA investigations, the actual interviews are done much later in the process. People tend to lawyer up. Um, We do know that Connor Stallions was supposed to show up to a meeting with Michigan officials last Friday. He didn't show presumably under the uh, advice of counsel. He is not cooperating with the NCA investigation, we're told. Um, so that that that's one reason. And the Big 10, look, the Big 10 is not going to do its own investigation. It's going to take what evidence it can get from the NCA and and determine whether or not it has enough hard evidence to to punish Michigan before the NCA investigation is complete. I'm sorry. Did you just
1: say the Big 10 is not going to do its own investigation? On what grounds would they find this something to pass on?
0: They're getting evidence from from the NCA. I assume they have what was presented To them in the beginning that came from this private investigative firm which you know tony petiti the big ten commissioner is either going to feel he's got enough evidence or he doesn't we know that that he was on campus the michigan campus last week last friday and met with michigan's president and presented him with with what they had michigan doesn't feel like it's very much but we'll just have to see if if petiti and the big ten feel like they've got enough to to do something
1: You know, this all got way more complicated this week when we found out that Michigan had evidence of some other big teams sharing Michigan signs with each other. Michigan shared that with the Big Ten, trying to say, look, if everybody's doing this, why are you singling us out? But can you explain what exactly was going on at these other Big Ten schools?
0: There was a coach who worked at the Big Ten last year who, once the scandal broke, sent some text messages and information to Michigan saying, hey, you might want to know before you played Purdue in the 2022 Big Ten Championship game, Ohio State sent Purdue your offensive signals, and Rutgers sent uh, Purdue your defensive signals. Now, Rutgers coach Greg Schiano denied it. Ohio State coach Ryan Day denied it. But Michigan believes, look, it's not that big of an advantage, and everybody else is doing it, so why are you singling us out?
1: You know, that that all underscores how much sign stealing is obviously just a part of the game. And you gotta wonder whether or not it's worth it, because Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes, he said You could have someone's whole game plan, they could mail it to you. You still gotta stop it. You still gotta stop it. So in football is not as pronounced as baseball. If I know a curveball is coming, I'm I'm I got you. You know, With football, I don't give a darn. If you know a sweep is coming, you still got to stop it. Mark, when you talk to coaches and others around the game, what do they tell you about how much this actually affects gameplay, never mind
0: strategy? Yeah, I mean, the the one thing most coaches have have brought up is player safety. If the other team knows what play you're going to run, they're going to know where to be, and they're going to hit you at full speed. There have been other coaches who have said, hey, look, we had to completely change our signs. We had to completely change our terminology. You know, that took a lot of time from our preparation for a game, put us at a disadvantage. Um, You know, I've had some coaches tell me they felt like Michigan knew what they were going to run before they even broke the huddle. So, you know, I I think everybody realizes sign stealing goes on. If you can steal our signs from the other sidelines – That's fine, but just don't engage in in improper scouting and recording.
1: Okay, let's switch gears a little bit here to what the consequences of this may be in Ann Arbor. The NCAA has launched an investigation. The Big Ten is being kept in the loop on that investigation. And as you mentioned before, the process for the NCAA usually takes a long time, but the Big Ten is being pressured to act sooner. We've been expecting something to happen this week. Obviously, they've got a huge matchup against Penn State on Saturday. What does the prospect of a punishment for Michigan stand as of right now?
0: I don't think it's a question if Michigan is going to be punished by the Big Ten. I think it's a question of how severe it is. Um, the, under the sportsmanship policy, uh, Jim Harbaugh could be suspended. Michigan could be fined. Uh, the more severe punishment beyond two games would require a, um, a committee of, of, of Big Ten officials from the other 13 schools to, to dole out that punishment and approve it, um, you know the NCA, as I said, is it's, it's going to take a long time. It's going to take months. It would probably be some sometime next summer. Uh, but the NCA could cite NCA bylaw 11.1.1.1, which states an institution's head coach is presumed to be responsible for the actions of all institutional staff members who report directly or indirectly to the head coach. Uh, The NCAA has made it easier to charge and punish coaches under that rule in recent months. Um, Harbaugh was already hit with one of those in the previous NCAA case, so he could be a double offender this time around and get more punishment. But if
1: they're not going to act for months or even years, if the Big Ten suspends Jim Harbaugh in the next few days or before the season ends, there's no chance that Michigan simply wears it. What is the fallout going to be, and how do you think the school is going to react?
0: Michigan has made it pretty clear that they're not going to take it, you know, sitting down. I, I think as soon as punishment is doled out, if it involves a suspension to where Jim Harbaugh couldn't coach in the next two games or, or God forbid, not coach against Ohio State in the game, uh, there's a pretty good chance that you'll see Michigan officials and their lawyers running to a courthouse in Michigan trying to find a, a friendly judge that will issue a a temporary restraining order or an injunction to um, set aside the the Big Ten suspension until the, the NCAA investigation is complete. You know, what are the chances of that happening? Most judges have been reluctant in the past to become involved in, in issues involving sports teams and conferences. Uh, I covered um, a hearing late last summer uh, where a couple of live golfers were trying to get a temporary restraining order to play. In the pga fedex cup playoffs and and the judge uh did not grant it so certainly different circumstances but um judges just don't seem willing to to take a deep dive into this but look if you if you find a federal judge in michigan who just so happened to go to michigan's law school maybe it happens here's the thing though for me i think
1: As a person that enjoys college football for the pageantry, the competitive balance is not necessarily always what I'm here for. I think a lot of people agree with me when they say this all feels a little ridiculous, kind of like a story you read on Reddit. Some dude's talking about in the HOA, his neighbor's trying to jam him up over God knows what. It all sounds very kind of goofy on the surface. But our friend Paul Feinbaum came out and said on his show recently, look, look, If Jim Harbaugh is raising the national championship trophy at the end of this season, the average person is going to look at this and say, that's tainted. Do you think that's fair? And do you think that is a correct analysis of the
0: situation, considering all of the different machinations we've had so far in this case? I think it's fair. I think, you know, fairly or not, I think it would be stained in many people's eyes. You know, whether Michigan did anything egregiously wrong that other people are doing. I mean, I can tell you that when this stuff first came out, I had a coach call me and say, why is the NCAA wasting their time with Jim Harbaugh? So-and-so, I'm not going to name him, has been doing this crap for years and nobody's done anything about it. Um, You know, I think there's probably a large segment of college football fans around the country who are pulling for Penn State this weekend. They'll be pulling for Ohio State in the big game in two weeks, you know, for the football gods to take care of this. So there's not a chance that Jim Harbaugh's lifting a trophy in Houston a couple of months from now. Um, you know, Georgia coach Kirby Smart was asked about it about two weeks ago, about the science-stealing stuff. And, you know, Michigan clearly scouted Georgia before the uh, – Orange Bowl back in 2021 and Georgia won that game 34-11 and Smart said I didn't see anything in that game that would make me think Michigan scouted (laughs) us
1: well from all sorts of goofy signs on the sidelines in the days of the late great Mike Leach the legacy of the late Howard Mudd lives on with us all look him up on your own kiddos
0: Thank you, Mark. Thank you.
1: I'm Clinton Yates. This has been ESPN Daily. Our show is produced by Bruce Baldwin, Bradford Craig, Andrew Hahn, Alexander Hyacinth, Ryan Nantel, Mike Philbrick, and Andres Soto. Special thanks to Jackson Ogello. Have a great weekend, kiddos.